Mind Your Farm Business on realagriculture.com is brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. Welcome to the Mind Your Farm Business podcast brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. I'm Sean Haney, founder of realagriculture.com and host of Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. You can find more episodes of this podcast at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Working with people is critical as a leader. There are high moments and low moments in any relationship with friends, family, employees, customers, and suppliers. Understanding your own personality and the personality of others can alleviate some roadblocks in any relationship. You need to look outward and inward at personality tendencies to understand where someone is coming from. So how do we do this? The answer is standardized personality testing. This allows a real scientific understanding of how and why people react to a given situation and what essentially makes that person tick. Today's topic on the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast is all about standardized personality tests and how they assist you in being a leader. Additionally, we'll talk about how they can form the base of your family or team to work better as a group. Today's guest is Todd Miller. Todd is the CEO of Tech Canada. Tech operates in 20 countries around the world. Members meet in private advisory groups every month under the same guiding principles to help one another become better leaders, make better decisions, and achieve better results. Let's get to the conversation and talk about personality testing with Todd Miller. Joined right now on the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast by Todd Miller. He is the CEO of Tech Canada. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. Pleasure to be here. So, Todd, today we're going to talk about personality tests, assessments. Uh, There's a a number of them out there, and we'll probably get into some of that here in a little bit. But I I know this is something that you have studied a lot. You've used a lot at Tech Canada. Why would somebody or a company, or a group of people, why would they need to do a, a personality assessment? What, what, what is the purpose of it? Hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting uh, when you think about personality, uh, and you know, there's probably you know, at least three defining characteristics uh, of any one of us as human beings, uh, and one of them uh, happens to be personality. Uh, and uh, for me, personality uh, became directly linked to culture. And uh, organizations are very familiar with, you know, the conversation about having great culture, they'll always say. They'll say, you know, they're working on culture or what have you. And one of the elements, quite frankly, uh, and I I would argue that the element of uh, formalizing great culture is behavior. And when you think about behaviors being aligned with your core values of an organization, the behaviors are all linked to the personalities. So when you're when you're thinking about, you know, a personality assessment of any one of us, we all have a personality, uh, you know, uh, and, and in the model that I'm familiar with and have spent a lot of time with, um, it's DISC, and there's many out there, but in DISC, uh, the, the DISC assessment tool, it will do, uh, in essence, after about 12 minutes of anybody participating in it, you will have a very defined uh, uh, trait of what your personality is made up with, and of course, that, that all comes about uh, from the perspective of, uh, number one, being self-aware of who I am as a person. Uh, number two, uh, if I want to have a, a better connection with another human being, which I would argue most of us want to have, uh, 
then how do I apply personality to uh, to work with another person uh, to have a more engaging uh, experience? And it's not just about the the traits that you have in that personality, but but also the traits that maybe are weaknesses. You, you're you're lacking them because we we tend to identify oh that person he he's a you know, he's a thinker or he you know he sees the big picture or that person likes the details. But there's also the what they're kind of missing part that's also very fascinating. Well, you know, perfect. Yeah, exactly, Sean. So, I, you know, when I think about it, uh, we, we, this is not a personality assessment tools is not a, uh, some kind of a scorecard that says, well, you're better than I am. Um, so as I always say, it's not good, bad, right, wrong. Um, it's really about um, self-awareness. And then if you have a desire, so step number two, if you have a desire to have a better uh, connection with another human being, uh, then you build an action plan. So self-awareness, number one, and the personality assessment tool tells you all of your great traits, which we all have unbelievable uh, traits. And we, have, by the way, we have we have traits that involve every single uh, element of a, of a personality assessment tool. So it's not as if we're pigeonholed into one area. Uh, but then, of course, the next thing is that okay, well, how do I re- relate to Sean? And how do I? So number number one, I have to be aware of who I am as a person. Number two is I have to, you know, understand and appreciate Sean approaches things differently, this example. Uh, so how do I have a, a more meaningful connection with him? And in that regard, you have to go all the way to the other person to honor and respect, you know, who they are as a person. And the byproduct of that is uh, a more meaningful relationship. This sounds like something that could work very well in a work environment, but also with family, because it, it's, it's a different environment, but it's really the same, it's the same principles. It's, it's a tool, right? I mean, uh, any uh, personality assessment tool that's out there, uh, and there's many of them, uh, and again, obviously, I'm partial to the one that we've picked is, is DISC, and uh, uh, largely because I find it to be a very simple tool to understand, but yet uh, very complex in terms of its uh, uh, database, and so it's very robust in terms of its uh, description of how, uh, how it engages with other individuals. To your point, uh, you know, it's designed specifically for the workplace, and you can think about that in the context of, you know, organizations wanting to have a more meaningful and engaging and better culture from a workplace perspective. But those same elements, that is to your point, uh, are very much part of everyday life. So families, as a matter of fact, um, I've done work with uh, many uh, individuals and communities where they've used it within their family environment, trying to understand, you know, how to have a more meaningful relationship with my spouse or how to, how to have a better connection with my kids as, as they get older. And, and again, the, the tool is very effective in, in that regard. One of the benefits that I could see, Todd, is, you know, it, it's in, in, a, in a company when there is, say, low amounts of pressure in a given day or week, it, it's a little bit easier for people to, to get along, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in that moment of pressure, you know, that that timeline, you know, trying to hit some of those milestones for, for our audience. It's planting and harvest where it's, it's really, really go time. Mm-hmm. Th- this is where understanding not only your, your own behaviors and personality, but the ones that you're working with, that's where it really can benefit because you understand where people are coming from in those high-pressure moments. Yeah, no question. And, let, I mean, it would be nice to think that life is just filled with uh... – <clears throat> excuse me, calmness and uh, none, none of these pressure points that you're describing, uh, but that's that's clearly not reality. So that's why a tool like DISC or personality assessment tools 
are even more effective because we we know that uh, there's moments in life where you know we're dealing with a situation that it's you know a little more tense maybe maybe it's a lot tense um, or there's problems that need to be solved um, or we're just trying to have a connection so those would be those calm moments in life which may be the easier ones to deal with whether they be in the family environment or the workplace environment but when things when you need to solve problems right uh, or, or you really are in a tense situation what is your tool what is your what are the what are the things you can go to that help you uh, through navigate those conversations of conflict or how do the, you know, how do I have a more engaging conversation with another person? Um, trying to get to, as I say, uh, my definition of leadership is influencing outcomes. And by that definition, we're all trying to influence an outcome. So what tools can I put in my, in my toolkit, personality assessment tools being one of them to make sure that I have a more engaging and meaningful relationship with another, another person. Let's get into a little bit more of the the detail here and in what forms these personality types that uh, you would get out of a say a, a disc profile and by the way everybody I'm I'm an ID is is how I was identified in disc and as you read through it you're like yep that's me uh, pretty accurate <laughs> that yep. uh, fits me to a T what what forms that is is it our is it our all life experiences? Is it does it tend to be our early childhood? What what creates this and forms this? Yeah, so it's a, a very interesting, right? Uh, unlike uh, things that we could maybe blame on our uh, on our, our parents of uh, you know our, our genetic, our, our height, or you know all these uh, quite frankly even our IQ, we could uh, all of that could be uh, you know deemed to be things that are call it birthright, if you will. Um, when it comes to personality, uh, it's very interesting. All the smart psychologists that have worked on this for, for many years um, have clearly come up with the uh, consensus that um, in our early development, now the only thing that is a little vague in their expertise is that some will tell you between 0 and 9, others will tell you 0 and 12 years of age, your personality is formed. So if we just pause for a minute there and think about that for a, for a second, it's pretty clear that um, as a child uh, in the early stages, they're very influenced by mom and dad. But of course, as time goes on, they become more and more influenced by their ex- external surroundings. They're, you know, if they're playing uh, sports or they're, you know, getting involved, if they're getting involved with uh, their school activities. Or, so you can just think about all of the different elements that start influencing uh, that personality trait. Uh, so. Somewhere, let's use 12 years old. By the time that uh, the child, any one of us, uh, hits 12 years old, we've formed a personality. And uh, as you're alluding to, an ID is, uh, of course, the DISC model. Um, if you can imagine a, a, a circle, uh, a circumplex, uh, and there's four uh, key uh, personality types. So there's a dominant uh, personality, the D, influence, uh, steadiness being the S, or conscientiousness being the C. So if you imagine those D-I-S-C around the circle. Uh, and of course, your dot or your personality is suddenly, sh- it shows up after doing a test with uh, the personality assessment tool. And suddenly you have a, have a dot and otherwise known as your personality. I mean, as you're alluding to yours as an ID, uh, and again, not, uh, not good, bad, right, wrong. It's just a starting point of self-awareness that you show up naturally as an ID that would have the traits uh, of the eight traits around the circle, uh, you would have the trait of enthusiasm and action and results. And for those that know you, Sean, they'd probably all say, oh, yeah, that's who Sean is. He's enthusiastic and he's uh, action-oriented and, he, and he's uh, results-oriented as well. 
That doesn't mean that you don't have the other elements. So just so that we share the other traits, collaboration, uh, support, stability, accuracy, and challenge are the other making up uh, all the traits around the uh, circumflex. Can your personality or where that dot lands, can that shift and move based on time and experiences and sort of you, you, you get some, some years under your belt, so to speak. Yeah. That's an age old dialogue that I have with many people that have, uh, that have been involved with this, this uh, assessment tool and this, by the way, the, the folks that are involved with this, they've, they've tested, you know, hundreds of thousands, uh, you know, I've certainly tested thousands and I've retested some that have uh, some individuals that have said, oh, I, I'm not so sure I agree with my assessment tools. So to not to argue, but to confirm that uh, uh, to your point, that personality really doesn't change. Um, so your dot doesn't change in the, in the context of this model. Uh, and, it, and it, you know, it might it might shift slightly. So in your case, you might be an ID today. And you might be, um, you know, D dominant tomorrow. So you might be DI. So it might have a slight shift. But your personality, I have never witnessed uh, somebody's personality shifting from, in your case, an ID down to, a, say, an S. Um, that's, that's just not going to happen. Having said that, here's the part that I think everyone uh, needs to appreciate is that as you use this tool, you learn those other traits and you learn how to, you know, as you we were talking about earlier on, when you're dealing with problems or you're, you know, things get tense. Um, the whole tool is based on the premise of you moving to somebody else's personality. So if you're dealing with somebody that has an S dominant personality or a, or a um, uh, steadiness personality, and they're all about support and stability and they come up against you, Sean, you know, that might not be a natural fit, but you, because you're using this tool, you understand that you can, you know, work your personality towards them because you're really wanting to make sure that you have an engaging, great connection with that other human being. So by doing that, you actually start showing up as an S personality. But that's just because you're using the tool. That didn't mean that you actually moved your dot, as we're referring to in this model. Your personality still is an ID. We'll get back to the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor, RBC Royal Bank. This episode of Mind Your Farm Business podcast is brought to you by RBC. As an agricultural producer, you're putting a lot of thought into your operation every day. You probably have more than a couple of ideas on how to handle challenges, like market fluctuations, unexpected weather, or simply weighing the pros and cons of adopting new technology. But knowing where to start? That's where a solid risk management strategy can help. Visit rbc.com slash risk management to learn more. This is an interesting point about you moving to other people as opposed to expecting everybody move to you. That, that, yeah. that, that's a key. That those are two similar things, but very different. Yeah, it's, um, and it's the part that a lot of folks will get hung up on. Uh, and if, again, if you, if you start with this element of saying, look, I, I really want to have another, uh, I want to have a great connection with this other human being, whether it be my, my boss, my direct reports, my, my colleagues, my wife, uh, you know, whoever that person is in life. If you're really trying to, uh, hey, I just want to have a more engaging, uh, meaningful connection with that human being. Well, the, the, uh, the rule of thumb here using DISC, you have to move all the way to them. There can't be an expectation of, you know, this 50-50 relationship that we hear, you know, I'll meet you in the middle, uh, as they say. Uh, that, that's not what this tool is designed for. It's really uh, based on 
you going all the way to have a really engaging, uh, meaningful co- uh, conversation with that other person based on their personality, not based on yours. Uh, and that's when that's when the magic happens within this tool. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting, right? You know, people will say to me, well, but Sean's working with a tool and as uh, Todd is as well. So it, shouldn't we both be trying to get to the middle? Well, by uh, natural extension, we would be both doing that if we're using the tool. But it's not, you, you can't use this tool with the premise that uh, we're going to meet in the middle. It's, it's about you going all the way to the other person. And, you know, as I say to folks, um, you know, because uh, guys, guys and gals will tell me that oh, that sounds like a lot of work. And I said, well, it is, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's very meaningful work if you want to have a more meaningful relationship with that other person. And we all know relationships are hard. This is just nothing easy. If if you if you continue to live by the premise that relationships of any type are easy, boy, uh, you're gonna have a hard time, and and probably not have a lot of really really solid relationships. Uh, I think it's just sort of rules to live by. What what was interesting when we did uh, with with you disc assessments with the entire real agriculture team. Some sort of aha moments based on what you just said was that you, you, you kind of realize what two things. One, some of your behaviors that are creating bad uncomfortableness with team members, like putting people in positions they were they're very just sort of like, you know, where there's that sort of like a lightness of breath and, and making people uncomfortable as a leader can be a positive, but I'm talking about more of the negative. But people also understand as a leader where you are coming from as well. That that's the other part. It's 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 this firmer understanding of the root of some of the behaviors that we have that really create that a little bit more of a solid team. I think that deeper connection. Well, excellent, because that's exactly when you think about the the context of this tool, uh, Sean, and as as you and your team uh, did, uh, by virtue of everyone uh, participating. Um, you know, you have a group of, uh, of people that are all engaged with uh, self-awareness, as I say, and then they all have a desire to have more meaningful relationships with each other. So by using the tool, everyone's using and building action plans to have better connections. And this appreciation that comes out of the exercise that you're describing, uh, which has you know, really attracted me to, to this work over the last, uh, well, uh, 15 years, I guess. Uh, and I, when I think about, um, you know, groups coming together and suddenly, as you say, have that aha moment that, oh, that's why you show up like that, Sean. You know, I didn't appreciate that. But by disclosing everyone's personality and literally seeing everyone's dots, if you will, on the circumflex and starting to gain an appreciation for how people naturally show up when when things get tense or when you're trying to have a more meaningful connection, suddenly you've got everyone kind of working uh, to a common path. to a common goal, if you will. And that, again, as I, at the beginning of our conversation, uh, why I really love this work is it's all about culture. And, you know, my strong belief is that, uh, you know, culture is not a thing. And I hear this often with organizations, they'll say, oh, we're, we're working on culture. Well, you're really not working on culture because culture exists in every environment, good or bad, uh, regardless of whether you've done personality assessments or anything, you have a culture. We've all gone to a, an event, I'm sure, where you've shown up and you thought, oh, this doesn't feel right. And what you're feeling is a culture that doesn't align with who you are. And if you think about, well, what, what does that mean, align with who I am? Well, it's about your beliefs or your core values. And the, the, the element that connects core values or beliefs 
to culture is behavior. And personality assessment tools are all about behavior. And I think sometimes people make this assumption that this idea of culture is only important in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And, and in, the, in the world of more practical occupations, c- construction, farming, ranching, where we're, 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 just, we're getting things done on a regular basis, culture really doesn't, that doesn't play. We're, we're task-oriented. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. Yeah, well, um, I would uh, obviously argue that point that uh, everywhere you uh, everywhere you go, whether it be you know uh, in the uh, construction, manufacturing, uh, you know, professional. I mean, you name the industry, uh, and, and quite frankly, even name organizations: uh, hockey teams, uh, soccer teams, baseball teams, uh, communities, churches. Uh, everywhere you go, um, a culture exists. And if you ask somebody, well, what type of a culture would you want to be part of? They, they'll name it. They'll start saying things like, well, I want to be in an engaging culture. I want to be participative. Uh, I want it to be friendly. I want to be enthusiastic. They'll give you characteristics. And every human being will be able to describe the type of environment or culture that they want to be part of. So that takes us back to the question of, oh, okay, that's interesting. So how would you have to behave in order to show up in that way? Well, I'd have to do what's right even when nobody's watching. If I wanted to have a culture full of integrity right so just to give one example Mm -hmm. but i absolutely believe that um uh every single environment regardless of uh profession uh industry uh community family even uh you know they have a they have a culture and it really is a question of what kind of culture do you want now todd you've gone through this with a a lot of different organizations Mm -hmm. our team at real agriculture found it exceptionally beneficial we, we still talk about it uh, in, in our, our team meetings. Do you, do you have experiences where it, it doesn't go well? And I guess if it doesn't go well, what does that actually speak to in terms of the relationship with the people? Well, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I, you know, not a lot of times, but I've certainly I've been in environments where um, uh, it's discounted, right? The, 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 you know, what, what we've just talked about here in the last uh, – a few minutes is discounted in terms of, oh, well, I'm not, I don't see how that works. And in those environments, um, you know, nine out of 10 times, um, it's driven because the leadership of that organization, because this is top down, right? If leadership doesn't want to participate in working on behaviors that are associated with core values or belief structures, driving towards uh, the culture that, quite frankly, they deserve. Uh, if they, you know, if they don't want to do that heavy lifting or don't want to utilize this tool or believe that it's just something interesting, I kind of, kind of looked at it, then, you know, they, they really do need to find a different tool. Um, when people actually embrace this tool and embrace the, you know, the whole notion of personality assessments and how closely aligned behaviors are to culture, uh, you know, I have never seen it fail when people are actually prepared to do that heavy lifting. When they're not prepared to do that, um, in other words, they, they kind of look at it as, you know, oh, it's, it's just it's something out there that, uh, you know, they've kind of read or, you know, reviewed, um, but they really don't see the connection. Most times it's not the connection of personality or behaviors. They're really not living their core values. I mean, back in the day, they used to put core values up on the wall and say, oh, we're a company of, and they have these flashy words up there. But the real question is, well, how do you live those words, right? How do you actually... How do you demonstrate them? And that's behavior. So that's the, that's the true linkage to personality. In, in DISC, we have four quadrants, obviously D, mm-hmm. I, S, and C. 
mm-hmm. d- does a does a team have to feature people from all of those four quadrants? Uh, in terms of the makeup of the organization, yeah. I'm assuming that's what, yeah. You know, look, I mean, I, I honestly believe that uh, the more diversity that you can have in life, uh, including personality, I, I think the better. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously society is spending a lot of time for all the right reasons these days talking about diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. And uh, so I would hold it in the same regard to personality. If you can, you, if you can have a nice blend of all the different personality types, even better. If you can do that, uh, having said, having said that, is it essential? Uh, no, um, we don't use DISC as a hiring tool. Uh, we use it as, you know, once you, once you're all together as a community, uh, you know, that's when we want to understand who, who are all the people that are around the table. And regardless of whether you've surrounded yourself with a bunch of uh, dominant D individuals, um, or I or S or C, uh, you know, you can, you can make it work because again, remember this is about behaviors um, and making sure that your behaviors are aligned to your beliefs and core values. And as long as you're following that, um, you can make any personality, uh, uh, you know, mix uh, work within any environment. Todd, thank you so much for joining us here in the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. This has been fantastic. We could talk for hours about this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. It was a pleasure working with you and your team. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. And uh, thank you. Personally, when our own team went through a workshop with Todd, I found that it improved the manner in which I approach individuals on our team in praise, in conflict, or coaching moments. The results have been dramatic for me personally, and I've seen substantially improved communication with others. Why? Because I think I better understand my tendencies and the personality of others. One of the moments of discussion with Todd Miller that sticks out to me is the idea of going the full way to the other person. Don't attempt to meet in the middle, as the saying goes. This is a topic that I would love to really, really dive deeper into in future Mind Your Farm Business podcast episodes. Hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you have any feedback or comments, please email me at shaney at realagriculture.com. Or, of course, you can always call the Real Ag Listener line, 855-776-6147. You can find more episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast at mindyourfarmbusiness.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to RBC Royal Bank. And until next time, keep on minding your farm business.